0: Welcome back to Eddie's Launchpads.
1: This is your captain speaking. We've been cleared for departure. Let's go. by for action well here we are again folks it's Dogsthorpe infant schools podcast for parents teachers and schools eddie's launch pads eddie is here he's sitting down at my feet and he's looking up at me saying isn't it time for lunch yet well it's not eddie so you're going to have to sit there for a little while because we've got a wonderful guest for our listeners to listen to her name is louise selby and i'm going to let her explain what she does
0: Hello. Yeah, it's really, really exciting to be here. I've listened in to a few of your podcasts and they're just fantastic. So hello, everyone, and thank you for inviting me on.
1: Louise, you do some wonderful work. I, I first saw your work on social media and you offer support for parents and teachers when it comes to working with children with learning disabilities, don't you?
0: Yeah, that's right. Yes, I'm a dyslexia specialist. I'm I'm a trained... Primary teacher, and I've worked for more years than I care to mention in, um, in the primary school as a SENCO and in various support teaching role, and I'm trained as a dyslexia specialist teacher and assessor. Um, I worked for Hertfordshire Local Authority, in fact, for eleven years, advising schools and supporting schools, and now I'm freelance. I um, so I have a an intervention a book morph mastery which i'm training in in lots of different places in fact um and that's taking up a lot of time and i do assessments learning assessments for dyslexia and specific learning difficulties and I do training in schools and supporting schools and I'm just really really passionate about equipping and um, enabling equipping and empowering schools at the coalface and parents as well because that's where the action happens.
1: Well, let's look at each one of those. You're, you're clearly a very busy lady. Uh, and I'm, I'm greatly impressed by what I see and the work that you do and the, and the resources that you offer, which uh, towards the end, folks, if you listen, there'll, there'll be some resources that perhaps you'd like to have a look at. And maybe we can find some help for you in whatever you are, whether you're a teacher or whether you're a parent, here's someone who can help you, an expert in her field. We at Dogsthorpe Infant School are usually one of the first to start picking up issues with children's learning difficulties. Numbers recently have been increasing. Mm. Um, now, I don't know whether that's because we are getting more astute to the, the children's needs because we are more aware of it or whether things are changing nationally. Would you say that's the case?
0: Absolutely, so I think there's a few things going on there. Obviously, we still have the um comeback from the covid pandemic, and um there there will be gaps, there are gaps, and schools are working incredibly hard to plug those gaps and to provide support as needed. but equally, it's true that schools are getting much, much better at identifying um difficulties and in fact um you know what you're describing it sounds like an, an amazing school because you're looking at looking at individual differences indiv- individual difficulties long before you're worrying about anything like dyslexia in fact i i wouldn't diagnose any dyslexia until age eight so mm. that's beyond schooling but that doesn't mean you you Ideally, you don't want to get to the point where you need to have that diagnosed because what you're doing in infant in the infant stage is so vital. And you're noticing difficulties, how speech sounds are interpreted um, and how they are translated. So if you think about it, if if you can't say that the word cat um, is taken up by at, then you're not going to be able to read and spell it. And that's what we call phonological awareness. It's those those pre-reading skills. And you're looking for those children who have difficulties with, with that oral, blending that oral work, children who struggle with rhymes, children who struggle with learning songs, um, children who perhaps look um, quite overwhelmed and distracted in class, children who, in the early stages, who just just don't want to sit down and write you, you know we know them that you know they might we might call them late developers but they just don't want to sit down and write they might enjoy stories but they don't want to sit down and do it and then as we get into key stage two um, we're, we're looking for ongoing spelling problems ongoing reading problems um, but also with dyslexia there's There's a few things, there's a thing called working memory, which is a problem with, and we're not just talking about dyslexia, we're talking about many um, children who struggle. In fact, they might have working memory difficulties um, and that working memory, that's where you're holding something in your head and working on it at the same time. Um, and as, as you can imagine, the whole of life involves that. So if I say to you, what's two, add three, you've got to hold the two and the three in your head and work on them. So looking out for children who are struggling to hold things in their head, struggling to concentrate, children who are distracted. Sometimes we mistake that possible behavioural problem or um, social emotional problem. Sometimes they're just struggling with their working memory. And those are things to look out for too. Then uh, as we get to secondary school, you, you know, sometimes these students have learned how to read, but they're just slow. And so often I have students come to me, maybe age 13, 12, and... They can read, they 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 can write, but they're really really tired, and they're slow, and they struggle with instructions, and they struggle with the amount of learning because they haven't got that fluency. So those are things to look out for when it comes to planning.
1: What sort of advice can you offer on that score?
0: Um, in in your delivery, uh, thinking about I mentioned about working memory, thinking about reducing. Um, how much you're giving children to listen to um, at alone so don't rely on just talking give as much visual input as you can so show showing a finished product where it's relevant showing a photo of someone doing it walking through something Um, sometimes I talk to children and, and, and teachers about just visualizing themselves doing it picturing them doing a task picturing what it will look like at the end that instantly reduces the working memory load instructions giving them step by step and you know i'm a teacher and i'm the worst at this but teachers just love to talk and they want their children to learn a a (laughs) lot don't they Mm. but they're not going to learn if if the if instructions are given too quickly other things like um simple things like copying from the board your children with dyslexia with literacy difficulties find that immensely hard so just giving them the text by by their side, or even having to read from the board, that can be incredibly difficult. Um, some children find, and this isn't actually part of d- dyslexia, but some children do have visual difficulties and they struggle to see black on white. And it's really easy to make that change, to change the interactive whiteboard, to change um, as, as much, to use pastel paper where you can and, and, and looking at your slides, looking at what you have for them to look at is really important. I mean, I talk a lot about editing, editing and learning because, because writing is is a big issue. And so so many parts of learning are about editing. And I talk about focusing on, not on the product, but the process and 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 teaching the children to focus on the process rather than the finished product and taking it away from marking for spellings all the time and looking at spellings. Because for your dyslexic child, that's really, really challenging. Um, and it can be quite demoralising as well. Um, and also with reading. Um, I mean, I, I I'll never forget assessing a young man. He was 15, actually. But he said to me, Uh, I don't like reading I was asked to read aloud by a teacher and ever since I've hated it because he was so traumatized by that Mm. simple thing being asked to read aloud it can be extremely traumatic for these children other things like your learning environment so having um Everything labelled really clearly, so children can access what they want. I have um, a, a lot of resort. Have a look on my website. Um, have a look on on my my blogs as well, because I always give away freebies with my blogs and with my newsletters. But I always talk about writing mats, and you can easily make a writing mat. It's it's really just. Um, somewhere for the child to write on the inside it's a landscape a a4 piece of paper somewhere for the child to write inside and then the words that they need on either side so they haven't got to go and look it up in a dictionary it's right there even better if the child can choose what words they think they need for that piece of writing because that promotes independence um And and the other thing I often talk about, and I know this is a buzzword in education, um, but it's so important for dyslexia and that's metacognition. And when we talk about metacognition, we're talking about understanding how we learn. It's as simple as that, understanding and talking about how we learn. And this is something actually that parents can do at home as well because you haven't got got to write. Um, It's talking about what you're doing Um, And a very at your stage at infant school, you can start this, you can start metacognition. And again, there's some free resources on this on my recent blog posts. So do have a look. Mm. Um, But things like um, stopping and checking, um, how are you doing with this task? Just as simple as that, you're teaching metacognition um, before you start the task just talking about what do you need for this task rather than saying go and get a pencil (laughs) so I'm talking about four-year-olds here you know go and get your pencil say right we're going to write what do you think we need for this task this sounds very basic but if you start at the really early stages of encouraging children to think about their own learning they are much more engaged and they take it in much more
1: and i'm I'm guessing a lot of the stuff that you're talking about about metacognition, all that stuff I, I'm guessing that parents can do that as well.
0: yeah, definitely, definitely. talking about learning and how we're learning and just remember that phrase that the 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 product is the process, so you're not you're not looking for a, a beautiful piece of writing with correct spelling we we well, we, of course, we do want that. Um, but actually, what we want is for the child to be learning through the process, because every learning task is set for a reason, for them to learn something, not for them to produce something. Mm. And so parents can absolutely talk about learning. And that's just as valid as producing uh, uh, I mean I've got I've got son he's in year six and it's sometimes challenging to get him to actually produce the piece of homework be- that he's got to hand in but where we can talk about things do things differently and I think remembering with reading at home that for for reading a book for a child it, it's a multi-sensory experience actually mm. it's not just uh you know it's not just reading it's looking at the pictures it's yeah. turning the pages and Absolutely. to do together and parents who sometimes parents don't have great literacy skills themselves and they're they're concerned about how they're going to support their child but I think you know to take the pressure off you if you're listening Mm. in and that's you the the book that the child brings home should be one that they can read to you and don't worry let them teach you children love that let let them read to you let them share a book and looking at a book and talking at about the pictures that really develops their comprehension skills talking about what would happen next making Mm. up your own stories at home Mm. so talking about maybe you if you've looked at a book you want to make up something that's similar but different or making up stories about um I don't know my son and I once made up a story about about the snails that were get getting married on the way to school because it'd been raining and there were a lot of snails on the path that kind of thing just talking and, and don't please don't be worried about your own skills you you don't have to be an expert read and no, write absolutely. Support your child you just have to give them time and love and support and children actually love it if you say actually I I don't know that can you tell me they love that um so yeah, definitely mm. every day, five minutes or, or more, just sharing a book is fantastic.
1: Well, there we are, parents. There's there's some encouragement for you, um, and of and of course for you as well, all you parents. If there's if you want to go and have a look at Louise's website, there may be some things on there for you. There would be some things on there for parents as well, wouldn't there?
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. And there's some, there's on my website, there's some information about um, what dyslexia is as well and what to look for. There's lots of that for anyone who's interested. I am um, setting up next month. In fact, I'm setting up a training portal where I'll be providing um, pre-recorded training sessions. And some of those are going to be for parents and I'm stripping it right back to what parents need to know practically and um, so there's going to be one on there for example called phonics for beginners which is um the it uses the systematic synthetic phonics approach which teachers listening in will know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. there yeah parents don't worry if you don't um, and it's just basics what parents really need to know It's there for it will be really cheap um that that you can tell your parents about and they can listen in and there's going I'm going to keep adding in films that I feel are useful for how to read with your child how to know what book to choose for your child how to support their writing I'm going to put lots on there because I think you know parents sometimes feel at a, at a real loss I've written a book called Morph Mastery. It's, in fact, an intervention. Um, and in my research, I found that more that using uh, something called morphology is a really good complement to our um, systematic synthetic phonics approach to teaching, reading, and spelling. And morph- morphology is in the curriculum from year one. Um, it's using prefixes, suffixes, and roots for words. And I've written a, an intervention which is aimed to be used in schools. Um, it can be delivered by a good, well-supported teaching assistant because I know in reality that's what happens um, and it supports those learners with really persistent literacy difficulties so it's the kind of things that you'd want it's structured it's curriculum based there's an assessment um, it's multi-sensory another thing by the way I don't know if I've mentioned multi-sensory but the more you can do that's multi-sensory the better throughout school and at home Um, and um, the book also does provide a lot of strategies for groups and for class and I've been training in that um, I've been training in that in fact, in in, um, other countries as well, which is very exciting and across across the country. And I will be putting some training on that book on my portal too, but you can just buy the book and there's plenty in there. It's called Morph Mastery. Um, You can buy the book, there's plenty in there or you can come to some training or contact me if you'd like to talk about introducing that into your school. I'm also, I've also been asked to write another book called All About Dyslexia where that's again that's going to be practical for teachers um, useful for parents just loads and loads of strategies to dip in dip out things you can use in class and that'll be out next year
1: there we are listeners all you parents out there who are listening if you your child comes to dogsthorpe infant school and something that's been said today that's whetted your appetite or you want to uh It's something that's concerned you perhaps about your child. You know that Mrs. Waters is in the playground more or less every day as much as her diary allows so at the start of school go out there and have a word with mrs waters and tell her your concerns or if she's busy with another parent there's the family support worker mrs hibbert have a talk to her and together we'll work through whatever your concern may be it's about making our children dream believe and shine and be the best they can be now if they want to come to your website louise where's the best place for them to come
0: www.LouiseSelbyDyslexia.com and you can you can see everything on there look at the blog post um you can sign up for my newsletter on there I've also got a YouTube channel that's Louise Selby Dyslexia there's quite a lot of films on there you might be interested in um and I'm on Twitter and um LinkedIn as well and Facebook I have yeah I have a Facebook page so you can follow me there as well just look for Louise Selby and you'll find me
1: go on to the podcast all of those links will be there you're just one click away from all of them there's help out there teachers parents there's help out there and you children is there anything you want to say before you go Louise is there anyone you want to say to the
0: children who are listening yeah definitely because that's that's who it's all about and do you know what um I, I, one thing I have learned over the years, and one thing what I would say to everyone is listen to the children because actually they can tell you a lot about how they learn. But to to you children, I would just say don't ever feel ashamed or embarrassed if you're struggling because everyone is different. Every brain works differently. Every child has got something they can do and a way that they can learn and you've just got to find it. So ask, please don't ever be worried if you can't do something. Talk to your teacher, talk to your parents, find someone to talk to and find a way to do it. Remember, your teacher's job is to help you to do things not to find things that you can't do. You can always learn, you just need to find out how. So please don't give up on that and please don't be embarrassed or ashamed.
1: Louise, thanks for your time today.
0: You're very welcome, thank you.
1: Captain Dave and Eddie will be back again soon for another learning journey on the Dogsthorpe Infant School Launchpad. This podcast is brought to you by Eddie Edster, the Dogsthorpe Infant School Wellbeing Dog, part of the Hampton Academies Trust. It's the school where stars go to dream, believe and shine.